I tell you to be different and creative and think this way. A much used business cliche. Kayla. What is outside the box? You got it. We're flying high with the wings and talking all things lacrosse. You're now listening to the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. Another episode of the Outside the Box podcast, episode number 157. KB coming at you from Underground Studios and on the voice line via Bloomington, Indiana, the one and only Harry the K joining me this week. What's going on, brother? Yes, sir. We back. I wish we could have recorded this episode on Tuesday because I had yeah. fire and desire in my heart and ready you to know. ready to just go at it, go to war. I felt like the gif... I'm thinking it's from Game of Thrones. People are probably going to attack me here. I've never watched Game of Thrones, but the guy pulling the sword out and ready to just Oh, Jon Snow and, yeah, yeah. That's that how I felt on Tuesday when our Twitter mentions were getting blown up. And we're going to get into it because Atlas fans, we're here for you. We're, before, we're on your side. Before we're, we get trust started. Trust the process, bro. Trust the process. Before we get started, show would not be possible without our awesome sponsors, Tomahawk Shades, the best in the eyewear game. You guys only get one pair of eyes when you're watching lacrosse games that are now going to be on Peacock, which we'll get into as well. You got to protect those eyes. Wear the blue light plus glasses that Tomahawk Shades has to offer. They're partnered up with some of your favorite lacrosse athletes like Kyle Harrison, the Beast, Greg Garenlian, Trevor Baptiste. They're rocking with them. We're rocking with them. So you guys should check them out. Tomahawkshades.com. Use our promo code when you go to checkout after you have like 27 pairs in your cart like Harrison. Promo code USP gets you 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com. And right now there's free domestic shipping on all orders at TomahawkShades.com. That's promo code USP for 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com. A quality product for an affordable price. And guys... We're in the full swing of things. It is the month of March, so get prepared for St. Patrick's Day with with Manscaped if you're going to get a little lucky. Manscaped is the global leader for below-the-waist grooming and the official sponsor of the Outside the Box podcast. To ensure you have the best tools for your family jewels, visit manscaped.com and use our code USP for 20% off and free international shipping. So all of our Canadian listeners, we know you guys are out there. You can use our code and get free international shipping with Manscaped. And you guys are in luck because the Manscaped Performance Package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Included in this new package is the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, which is waterproof. And it uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system, which, breaking it all down in lacrosse terms, is essentially Trevor Baptiste at the face-off stripe. Look, guys, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. Why not use the best tools for the job here? This bundle includes the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, 
the best trimmer on the market for your balls, your butt, and body. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. You'll feel confident shaving your thunder down under. You guys can also get festive and safely shave a shamrock into your pubes. You and your partner will get lucky, all right, because their Lawnmower 3.0 will showcase your pot of gold like no other. And let's not forget their famous liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine. Get the performance package now to receive the two free gifts from Manscaped, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. The performance package is the best value that Manscaped has to offer, and it's hot off the shelves. So get 20% off and free shipping with our code USP at manscaped.com. Plus, every purchase at manscaped.com goes towards contributions made to the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. So get 20% off and free shipping with our code USP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code USP. There's gold at the end of the rainbow with Manscaped. And guys, of course, our friends at Stateside Urban Craft Vodka, proud sponsors of this podcast and our network. They're the fastest growing craft spirit in Pennsylvania. They're headquartered in Old Kensington, Philadelphia. Unfortunately, they're closed due to COVID right now, but they have a full bar, restaurants, and offer distillery tours weekly. So when that bad boy opens up and, you know, Things, things seem to be getting closer to on the men when everybody's vaccinated and stuff. NLL season back. You best believe you'll be catching us post-game at Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. They're seven times distilled, certified gluten-free, and they're blended with electrolytes, making it the first vodka on the market with a mineral composition on the same spectrum of electrolytes found in that sports drink that starts with a G, and it's also the first actively hydrating vodka on the market. They've also won awards for best package in the world. So you guys can go to statesidevodka.com right now to purchase your vodka and help us out, help us pay some bills. Use our promo code USP at checkout on the one liter vodka bottles to get 10% off those bad boys. It's statesidevodka.com, the one liter vodka bottles, promo code USP to get 10% off your purchase. Must be 21 or older to order. And of course, please drink responsibly. Harrison, we got a lot to get into, and like I said, I wish we could have recorded this episode on Tuesday. Obviously, yeah. we're a little busy, a lot of stuff going on, hey. but... And it's also, sometimes it's a little bit better, take it, take some time, cool down a bit. Yeah, a little bit. we can have a not rational we, discussion about this. Not that we were heated, but... But, like, it, we would have we would have had some fire to talk about, and calm down since. Like, I've, I've definitely calmed down. Like The peeps in our I'm, mentions I'm re- were heated, that's for sure, but we got a oh, lot yeah. to talk about. Atlas continues... The rebuild, yes, the rebuild. It's a rebuild. Your your it head coach, your head coach Ben Rubio called it a rebuild, so it's a rebuild. Uh, got also, a, a few like, trades to talk about. Uh, we got the PLL on Peacock, and uh, we got one more pour em out session for the New England Black Wolves as well. Um, but <laughs> let's let's get into this because first of all, we got to we got to start with the first trade. That happened just a couple days ago. Uh, that we should have all seen coming. PLL Cannons, Cannons Lacrosse Club, and the Atlas Lacrosse Club completed a trade. Atlas traded Paul Rabel and the number six pick in the 2021 PLL Entry Draft 
to the Cannons in exchange for the number nine pick in the entry draft, the number eight pick in the college draft, and the Cannons' first round pick in the 2022 college draft. We should have all seen that, like, we should have seen it. Paul was going to end up on the Cannons one way or another at some point before That's he team. hangs him up. Um, I think we can all safely say, and this is no disrespect at all, and obviously you guys, if you're hardcore listeners, know about the hashtag Rabel curse. Um, Paul Rabel at this stage of his career is not worth the haul that Atlas got in return for him. Um, it was a low-key fleece. It was a hardcore not- fleece. Um, it, yeah. it's, it's like... Since the PLL started, Paul Rabel, year one, 22 points. Last season, in the bubble, he scored one goal. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a fall off. The only thing that- I can think of, outside of you know everybody's speculation things that we're not going to bring up, is obviously Paul is the founder of the league. Played for yeah. Atlas for the first two years. The only thing I can think of is he wanted Atlas to be left a little bit better than he left them. So it was like, give you know, you got to give a little more to get me over here, and mm-hmm. and help my team with their rebuild. Because to give up, you know, you essentially have a pick swap, the six for the nine, haha, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the number eight pick in the college draft, I can understand that. That's but then two the, picks for two is you're getting a player and a pick out of that. That's yeah, that's so straight, like, that's a straight swap right there. But can, you didn't need to throw in the extra pick. And it's like you can either give that number eight pick in the college draft this year or the twenty twenty two first round college draft pick, but you didn't yeah. have to give both. Like that's what like blew my mind is that Especially for a young team coming into the PLL. Not a young team, but like fresh to the PLL. It's you want to keep as many picks as you can. It's one of those things where, you know, Atlas is accumulating picks hardcore, and we're going to get into why they are rebuilding. Um, But, like, to give up essentially three first-round picks, or if you want to call it two first-round picks because the one is a pick swap, you give up two first-round picks for an aging vet who yep. hasn't really had the best start to his PLL career, and you can blame that on a number of things. Whether it's you Imagine, know, the team around Atlas that he was playing on wasn't what everyone expected, yeah. obviously. Um, but I mean, he's he's on the downswing. That's like call it what it is, and it's no disrespect. Everybody gets hit with the downswing in an athletic career. The That's only where Rabel's at now. Nobody beats Father Time. No, nobody. That, that's it's just eventually going to catch up to Tom Brady. It'll eventually catch well, up to everybody. I mean, imagine the Flyers getting three firsts for closure. Yeah. Or like Jacob Voracek. That's what is, Just, I think is more comparable, um, is Voracek. Yeah. But, uh... Because, I mean, like, you didn't even get that much in exchange for Rob Pinnell, if you're Atlas. Yeah. Who, and right now, is a better player. He's in... And he needed... He just needed a new space, I think. He's in the prime of his career. Uh, you I, know... Chaos didn't get that for Connor Fields. And sure, you got a fantastic player in Ian McKay. But, like, that was yeah. a player-for-player player swap. There was no draft picks involved. That was just a straight, easy deal. Yeah. Like, 
looking at this trade, it's just like Sean Quirk, friend of the show. We're gonna have to get him back on the show and and really pick his brain about this because yeah, it, we gotta it is, know. It is a an extreme overpay, in my opinion. A lot of people on Twitter agreed that it was an extreme overpay. Um, but I mean, good for Atlas for <laughs> accumulating these picks because yeah, they have a metric shit ton of picks going into these couple of drafts over the next couple of seasons now. Yeah, I mean, they're trusting the process. This is uh, Ben Rubier is basically like, all right, I'm Sam Hankey now. Uh, let's have a, let's have ourselves a time and just going off getting these picks. I don't know if this year's the year that. Uh, Atlas evolved, but I think they're very, very close to finally being that team that they were predicted to be at the beginning of the PLL. The Team USA Dream Team, like, hopes and aspirations are done. That was a pipe dream. It's over. Like, you tried it year one. It obviously didn't work. You bring in Rob thinking that he's the missing piece, try to run it back, make some tweaks here and there. You bring in, like, Jeremy Thompson and everything like that to, like, alleviate some of the you know weak parts of the roster it didn't work yeah atlas fans and even atlas players should have known that as soon as those four players we talked about a couple weeks ago got dumped into the player pool kyle hartzell being one of them which is like kyle hartzell scotty rogers jeremy thompson like those are big time names yeah big time players that's one of the thompson brothers the Thompson brothers are one of the most iconic and recognizable groups in lacrosse. In sport. Like, in sp- exactly. Um, and you just drop them. Like, you know you're going through something. Though. And then you trade Rob Pinnell, which kicked off Again. the domino effect, really. Like, sure, you can you can make the, the claim that, like, the guys that got put into the player pool from Atlas were, were aging vets or didn't really see the field to play and you just wanted to clear up roster spots. Makes a lot of sense. You can you can make that claim. Trading Rob Pinnell was the big domino effect. Then you trade yep. the face of your franchise, Paul Rabel. And then, the face of the league for, for yeah, some. Yeah, the founder of the league. And then you also go and trade Ryan Brown this that, week. That one hit me like a ton of bricks, honestly. I thought he was going to be one for sure to stay because... He's the best spot-up shooter in the world. He gets his feet set, and nobody saves that shot. He is, you know, a a certified sniper, shooter, monster. Uh, There's a lot to dive into with this trade, too, because it happened after protected rosters were due, um, which brings up a lot of question, like, if you're going to do this, Ryan Brown was protected by Atlas. Yeah, okay. So the water dogs have to move somebody off their roster. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if anything's happened over the past couple of days or not. Um, But that makes me think like somebody's got to be on the way out. Hey, Hey you. Yeah. You listening to this podcast right now, you're listening to an underground sports, Philadelphia podcast. You should probably know that we have an entire catalog of podcasts on this network. So what I want you to do right now, once you finish this episode, after you finish subscribing, leaving a five-star review down in the Apple Podcast section, I want you to search Underground Sports Philadelphia and go check out our catalog of podcasts, especially our flagship TV and movie podcast for streaming services called Streamer Season. We have breakdowns of 
amazing shows coming out weekly. You should definitely check it out. That's Streamer SZN. Search it on your favorite podcast app and give us a follow on social media. You won't regret it. Check out all the awesome podcasts on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network and thank me later. Now, back to the show. Ryan Brown comes in. Atlas received the number 11 pick in the 2021 college draft. And, you know, you're accumulating all these picks. And we said it, we've said it a number of times. Once we saw that Atlas was starting to go and get these picks and and really look at at this rebuild, which is what it is. You you traded Ryan Brown now, which I think is a big piece because he's still a high-key, like, hardcore contributor in the league. He's in his prime. Uh, one of the best goal scorers. One of the best natural goal scorers. Natural shooters to ever play lacrosse. Yeah, like, he's in his prime. Um, makes not a lot of sense to me why they would end up trading him. Good for Coach Andy Copeland, our guy, uh, oh, getting yeah. a uh-huh. certified sniper. And we're going to get into the protected rosters as well because there's a lot of surprises on those rosters. I, I would say that the Water Dogs trading only the 11th pick for Ryan Brown is a fleece, but knowing what Atlas are doing, it makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, everybody on Twitter after this says, oh, they're blowing it up. This is a good excuse for the rebuild, you know, moniker and everything. So we, we went and quote tweeted it. Oh, Atlas is in rebuild, rebuild mode. And yeah. Joel Tinney, friend of the show. This is no dis- like Joel is our guy. Like we we yeah, ride with Joel. Is, he rides with us. He knows this. Uh, it's just like friendly banter. Yeah, and I mean he brings up how does last place in quotes rebuild seems like a build to me, and a lot of people came in the mentions, agreed with Joel, and here here's where we we we, have we, to we disagree. This yes, I asked a ton um, of people. What does rebuild in sports mean to you? It means you had a bad year. Us and you're as picking it back up. Philadelphia sports fans know we the know term the rebuild honestly better than any sports fan in the world. We went through the process with the Sixers. We went through the trust the prospects era with the Phillies. We're currently going through it with the Eagles. Hell, most of the 2010s with the Flyers was a rebuild. Yeah, we went, we've went. we gone through it in our lifetime over the past decade with Too many all times. of our teams. Too many times. I never, like, I know we're going to have to go through multiple re- rebuilds again, but I never want to go through a rebuild like the process. We yeah. trusted the process, and Atlas fans... It was fans, painful, but we trusted it. This is a therapy session for Atlas fans. It's okay to understand, and even potentially the players still on the roster. It's okay to accept the fact that you guys are rebuilding. The, is, the first year in the league, you guys came in, and it was you know the Hopkins kind of build of a roster. Then you also had the Team USA vibe. Let's get the band back together a bit. And it obviously didn't work. We all saw what yeah. happened in Philadelphia at championship weekend. Yeah, you you know John Paul steps down as head coach, Ben Rubior comes in, new head coach, new system. You bring in Rob Pinnell. You bring in Rob Pinnell, thinking he's the missing piece. But we all know how that went. It's almost like the definition of insanity: trying the same thing over and expecting different results. 
you got similar results. And like Joel said, they finished in last place. Didn't perform to the expectations. The gold medal team from 20, uh, 2018, was it? Yeah. Yeah, it's that that team, has, it, it's, that ship has sailed. The, this Atlas roster for the last two years was an aging roster where you looked at all the other teams in the league. You look at the Redwoods front line of Kavanaugh, Garnsey, Jules, you know, Gleason. Oh, fresh out of fresh out of college. Like that's a young attack line. You have a Miles mm-hmm. Jones and a Sergio Perkovich, still a young midfield Top. line. Uh, of their careers. You you look at chaos where you had Connor Fields, you had Miles Thompson, Josh Byrne, Dane Smith, Fracaro, Jared Newman, Blazin Net, like young guys, young archers. Young guys. You have Will Manny, Marcus Holman. You bring in Grant. That that is something where it worked. You bring in another piece to add to a young core. You look at even the Water Dogs as an expansion team, still had a young front. Kira McCardle, you had Ryan Drenner, you had Ben Reeves, Connor Kelly. Like, the trend goes across the league. Yep. Except for the app. And even Whip Snakes, obviously coming off a championship. You still have your core pieces of a championship roster, and that's kind of the exception rule. And you brought in Zed Williams. Joe Nardella took his game to the next level as a young faceoff guy. Yeah. This Atlas team, they drafted Brian Costabile, which I think was a smart move on their part. He is going to be the key piece of their future right now. Like, th- this is how you have to view it. Like, you guys have young pieces like a Joel Tinney. You have young pieces like a Trevor Baptiste, Jack Cannon, Brian Costabile. Those are the guys that you have to build around. You can't build around the aging vets and realize that it's, you know, it's not working. Let's try and plug and play and see if it'll work. No. And even if you finish in last place, it doesn't mean you can't rebuild. Building is what the cannons are doing. They're building a roster. They haven't had a roster in the PLL to this point of us recording. Like they won't until next week. They are building a team. you I guys like I as, gotta explain why we uh, said rebuild. You is guys, a build Atlas happens in the first year, right? And you guys, as Atlas, have had two iterations of this team. It didn't work, so now it's time to rebuild your mindset, Wait. rebuild your locker room, rebuild your culture, and rebuild to the point where Ben Rubior has said the word rebuild. Like, I don't know how blatantly obvious it can be that you guys are rebuilding that your head coach has come out and said that you're either going to go all in on it or you're not and we're going all in on it and the quote is in context to what the word is and it says on the graphic that your league tweeted out that it is a rebuild you guys are obviously going to draft michael sowers in the college draft and you're going to have a core that's the easiest pick you're going to have you're going to have a core a core four. It's going to be Sowers, Costabile, Trevor Baptiste, and Jack Kincannon. Four That's key pieces to a core. roster across like, the board that makes sense for this team moving forward. You're stockpiling draft picks in the college draft. You're stockpiling draft picks to get some of these veterans that are coming over from the MLO PLO merger. You guys are rebuilding this roster. Like, you blew it up. Ain't nothing wrong with that either. You're blowing it up. And you're rebuilding the roster. That is flat out what it is. And uh, Jackson Paul Gavin, who follows us on Twitter, he said, I call it more of a restructuring. Adding Sowers and more talent through the drafts will make them a sneaky, dangerous team. Don't be surprised when they're making a run in the playoffs. 
it's not a restructuring. If it was last year was a restructuring. You brought in Brian Costabile. You brought in Rob Pinnell. You switched up some pieces. That's a restructuring. That's a retooling. That's like what the Water Dogs are doing right now is retooling. That's what the Redwoods are doing to to go for a championship run. They brought in Rob Pinnell. That's a retool. They're moving jewels to midfield potentially. That's a retool. This Atlas team is rebuilding from the ground up. You're building. You're getting ready to inject young talent and be a completely different team than you have over the last two years. That is a rebuild. I sat through a 10-72 and 72 Sixers team that ended up getting the first overall pick, just like this Atlas team will have. They got a Ben Simmons. They're getting a Michael Sowers. It is a rebuild. It's okay to admit it. I know it sucks that like you're on board with the, the front-runner team of like faces of the sport. And it makes a lot of sense that a lot of people are Atlas fans. You're big Paul Rabel fans growing up. Younger fans, you're fans of Trevor Baptiste. Like, it makes sense. But it's okay to admit that, like, your team has been horrendous the first two years of existence, haven't even sniffed a shot at, at making a playoff run, and now you got to tear it down and, and fix the mistakes that you've made over the first two years of your existence. Go all in, trust the process, and go in and rebuild. It, it's not that hard to admit. And it's okay to admit it that, you know, you guys have stunk, flat out stunk. It's been, even year one was embarrassing, I'd say. You know, losing like 21 to 4 or whatever it was in the the first round draft pick game. But like, this Atlas team is going to look completely different from what we've seen the first two years of the PLL. And it's okay to admit that. And we're all on board with it. Like, sure, Harrison and I, we, we back Redwoods. That was our team. You know, when the league started, it's like, all right, we're going to jump on board with them. Dom is a, a Chrome backer and everything. Like, we can we can support specific rosters, but we, we love the league as a whole. Like, we are fans of the league. And nothing – we wanted to see Atlas succeed because it would be a lot of fun. Not yeah. saying that the Rabel curse had anything to do with the, the not succeeding, but, you know, Paul, the invite is still on the table. Don't let cannons inherit the curse. Um, but – we, we want to see, see the sport like succeed. Trevor Baptiste Not- is our boy. Like Ryan Brown, when yeah. he was still on the roster, our boy. Like we have friends, you Joel know, Tinney. Cade Van Raphorst, Joel Tinney. We have friends of the show on this Atlas team that we want to see succeed. We don't like seeing our our boys not succeed. Everybody if, eats for us. Everybody. If eats. Atlas has a chance to go out and and win and go on a run, it's going to be exciting because so many people, like. I think coming into the league, a lot of people had the mindset of hating Atlas, and now it's shifted to like, oh, we hate the Whip Snakes. You're either a Whip Snakes fan or you just can't stand them. And I think a lot of people coming into the yeah. creation of the PLL had that mindset about Atlas. It was like, you're either an Atlas fan or you can't stand them. This Atlas team is going to be a lot of fun moving forward, even if you're not an Atlas fan per se, because it's going to be fresh new faces across the board on this team. And it's finally going to be what Ben Rubior wants. It's not an inherited roster for him where he's kind of just trying to, you know, make pieces work. He's putting his fingerprints all over this roster. And that's the exciting part. If you're an Atlas fan that you should be pumped about is like, you're finally going to see your head coach put his brain to work with what he wants from a lacrosse roster. And if I'm an Atlas fan, I'm thrilled that we're going through a rebuild. Oh, absolutely. Uh, 
I'd much rather team see my team that has been doing trash pick it back up, re- rebuild a couple years, and then be the team they were supposed to be. Atlas have not shown the the talent that they have for so long. Like Baptiste had a good first season, and then like the rest of the team just had a slump the second year. And I think this is the year that Baptiste is like, all right, I was the I was the best faceoff man in the league that first year. I am taking my crown back because that's just the guy Baptiste is. And I feel like there's going to be a chip on the shoulder of everybody who stayed uh, for, for the first two years and is coming back next year. It's an, it, I'd be excited if I were an Atlas fan. It's The future's looking bright for the first time in forever for you guys. So Literally forever. Like, I would be stoked. Like, like listen, to, this is their college draft picks for 2021. Atlas has the first overall pick, the eighth overall pick, the tenth overall pick, the eleventh overall pick, seventeenth overall pick, and twenty-sixth overall pick. Do you know how like nuts I would be going if the Flyers or the Sixers or the Eagles or the Phillies had a draft lined up like that? I would be like, I'd be pissing my pants out of excitement. No cap. Like that is just incredible stuff. Like. There's so much potential. Like, obviously, Sowers is going to be number one, number one overall. But because you have so much ammo in this draft, you can use some of that draft capital, trade up, and a lot of people are saying keep, you know, a dynamic duo together and draft the Duke boys. And if JT Giles Harris isn't going to play football, draft JT, have his draft rights if he ends up going to football. And if he plays lacrosse, fantastic. You have a superstar to pair with Michael Sowers in this draft, you know, for your draft class, both coming from the same system, know how each other plays with one another. It makes a ton of sense. And that's like how you kick off the rebuild is adding to Trevor Baptiste, Jack Kincannon, you know, and some of the guys that are still left on this roster, along with Brian Costabile, you add a Michael Sowers and you add a JT Giles Harris to the, to the mix. And you've got new faces of the franchise for the next decade. Not to mention the amount of picks they have in the expansion draft, too. Or not the, expa- the entry draft. Entry draft. Yeah. Um, like, again, I keep saying it, but Atlas need IDA. Like, if they get him out of this draft, I think they're set. They, I, I don't know if they'll be like a top-tier team this year, but they'll at least do better than they have in both PLL seasons, and I'm excited for that. Because they have, a, I think Atlas have, has the biggest like young fan base. Like most of the kids are either Whipsnakes, Redwoods, or Atlas fans. Mm-hmm. And you know, for the kids, it's always nice to see. I'd even say well. like it's either Whipsnakes or Atlas for the kids. Like people our yeah. age are Redwoods fans or Chaos fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And are starting to become Archers fans as well. Um, uh, Archers are my second team, like tied with Chaos for my second team because. They're just so fun to watch. But hear this out. Like, you have these potential guys as well to to pick from with these picks. Obviously, you're going south. You have Terrafanko, who's available. Uh, mm-hmm. JT Giles Harris, you have Cook. You have Mac O'Keefe. Like, there's so many oh, players Mac you can O'Keefe, pick yeah. from. Like, that you I can say, he was in that. here we go. Here's the faces of our franchise. And if I'm an Atlas fan, like... I'm stoked. Like, obviously, I'm a, a Redwood supporter. I'm a fan of what the, how the team plays. Like, 
and everything, and, like, I'm pumped that, like, we're in the hunt for a championship every year. But, like, if this was, like, switching situations and, like, Nat St. Laurent was getting ready to draft with this draft ammunition, (laughs) load up, let's go. Sign me up all the way. Let's go, like... This is you like, know you know I'll be watching that virtual draft. I'll have my I would have my face painted. I would be rocking my jersey. I'd be like screaming at the TV for every pick. It you should be it, pumped. Just be a good time. You should be yeah. pumped if you're an Atlas fan. Let's put it that be, way. Be excited. It is it is the way. Shout out the Mandalorian. Like that's how you should feel yeah. about T-T-T. this this rebuild. Trust the process. We're here with you. Put your horns up. And trust it. Like, be be excited. If you're on this Atlas roster, be excited. I know it sucks that a guy like Ryan Brown is now on the Water Dogs. I know it sucks that you're not playing with you know one of the best to ever do it in Paul Rabel anymore. But but you come you you got a gun and sours coming through. You're going to be part of a fun transition period for this team where you're going to get to play with the next generation of young talent that should excite you even more. So be pumped, be excited if you're an Atlas fan. That's why you guys are rebuilding. It's not a it's not a negative connotation of the word rebuild. You should be positively pumped about it. So yeah. with that, Harrison, now that the yes. trades have been discussed, we have protected rosters. Yes, here we go. I'm excited to get into this. So the Archers have protected Grant Ament, Connor Fields. Marcus Holman, Will Manny on the attack line, which leaves Josh Courier and Joey Sankey unprotected. Yeah, I mean, obviously some sacrifices were gonna need to or needed to be made, but I think that means we can say goodbye to Josh Courier on uh, Archers. I disagree. Really, really, I disagree. Who do you think the? Uh, so how many picks does Cannons get from each team? I believe it's three per team. Three. So I'm looking at this roster here. Um, so we'll, we'll, roster. we'll go through yeah. all the, the rosters and everything, and I'll, this is why it'll, I'll, I'll come back to it. But uh, the midfield protected for Archers is Dominique Alexander, Ryan Ambler, Christian Mazzone, Mark McNeil, Tom Schreiber. Pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. It does leave think... Davy Amala and Austin Sims unprotected. But those were like the most certified locks of certified locks in I mean, any midfield group. That's your starting midfield group right there. You're not going to leave any of them unprotected because you know Cannons would scoop them up right away. Right. Uh, this is where Archers could lose some guys is their defense and their long stick midfield. They oh, protected yeah. all of our homeboys. Eli Gobrick, Matt McMahon, Scotty Ratliff, all protected, self-explanatory. But the unprotected but. list is Evan Connell, Major Mellon, Curtis Corley, <laughs> Jackson Place, Jack Rapine, Michael Simon. This could be where I think Cannons potentially snipe some guys, which makes a lot I of think sense. Rapine's definitely going to be heading uh, Cannons' way. He's just that that kind of defender that would be a good young kid to build your core around. Mm-hmm. I could see Corley going that way too. I just... could see potentially all three defensemen coming from Archers to go to the Cannons, like. Oh, Jackson Place. Jackson yeah. Place, potentially. Obviously, he didn't play last year, still recovering from the neck injury. Um, I don't know. Adam, Adam Gittleman might be a, a goalie to that Cannons would snipe up. I too. agree. That's my so, thing. the goalie and face-off protected are Drew Adams, Stephen Kelly, Brendan, Brendan Fowler, and Adam Gittleman are unprotected. 
Um, I mean, obviously, you're not going to protect both goalies this year, yeah. especially with the, the talent on this Archers team. But I think they had a pretty I mean, easy protection roster. I think so, too. Uh, the thing is, with the goalie situation, uh, Gilman and Adams, you know, obviously they did the, the switch-off thing last year. And yeah, it for worked the first really two well years. for them. Yeah, it worked phenomenally for Archers. So, what are the... Is Adams just going to get all the game time now if uh, Gittleman gets drafted? That's the thing. Like, they could draft a goalie. How's this going to work for them? They'll draft a goalie? Or Ooh, Scotty Rogers might, is uh, in the player pool. Scotty Rogers is in the player pool. They might Imagine they take Drake Porter. I have a theory on where Drake Porter could go. It's kind of a tinfoil hat theory. We'll get into it. Uh, but the Atlas roster. Archer's pretty self-explanatory. This, is, this was the one that really, like... I, there I, was I can, a couple surprises. The most. Yeah. So the attack protection, Ryan Brown, who was then traded to the Water Dogs, Chris Cluche, Eric Law, James Pinnell goes unprotected. Midfield, Brian Costabile, John Crawley, Romar Dennis, Jake Richard, Joel Tinney, leaves Connor Busick, Brent Noseworthy, and Kevin Unterstein unprotected. I think you take those three from that list. Busick is a certified That's a lock. lock. That's a lock. He's gone. He's on his think, way to with the cannons. I think one of the other Un- two are potentially under the radar sneaky pickups for cannons. I think Unterstein is honestly the shot for you're gonna need some short stick defensive middies. Yeah. So I think I think he's a good guy to pick up for cannons. Defense and LSM kind of self explanatory. Craig Chick, Tucker Durkin, Austin Pafani, Cade Van Raphorst, shout out the boy, Cade Van Raphorst. Uh Aiden Hines goes unprotected. He was their draft pick last year. I think he gets through and will be back on the Atlas roster. Yeah. Um goalie and face off, Trevor Baptiste, Jack and Cannon, Chris Matz gets put uh unprotected. I think the real surprises here were the midfield. Obviously, you can't protect everybody, but I'm yeah. shocked Connor Busick was left unprotected because he seems like he's a, a certified he's a dog. dog that's going to end up on cannons. Yeah. I, I mean, Atlas was pretty easy, all things considered, just because of how small the roster is right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, they would have had Brownie on there, but he's gone to the dogs. Right. A dog on the dogs, so like, works out. Now, here is the most interesting, and Andy Towers does this to us every year, the most interesting decision maker of all time. He knows what he wants, but none of us know what he wants. He's a mad scientist. What what are you doing? But I love it. So the attack protected list, Josh Byrne, Curtis Dixon, Austin Stotts, makes a lot of sense, but it leaves the boy, Chase Frazier, who they just signed out of the player pool, unprotected. I still think Chase makes it through. Uh, yeah, I Miles think the Thompson is be filled up. Miles now. Thompson goes unprotected for a second straight year. Andy Towers loves a little gambling. He is a gambling man. Yeah, he really is. Uh, I don't know man. if Miles makes it through this year. I don't think so either, uh, because in all in all honesty, like cannons are picking up his brother. Easy. We That's could potentially see the cannons rocking with all three Thompson brothers. I would love that. That would just Thompson, Thompson, Thompson. That'd be so iconic. The braid and everything. It would just be the look for the new look cannons. The midfield, again, makes a lot of sense, but it leaves a lot of guys unprotected. Jake Fricaro, Mark Lassini, shout out Mr. Incredible. 
Mm. Ian McKay, Sergio Salcedo, Eric Scott, Dane Smith leaves the boys, Tyson Bell and Deemer Class, as well as Dalton Cross and the former NFL running back, who they also signed unprotected. I think Deemer potentially ends up on cannons. I don't know how you pass up on Deemer. I know he's coming off injury. Yeah, but it's still Deemer Class. Yeah. Like, Class is literally in his name. He is one of the classiest players in the league. It's going to be interesting with that. I think Deemer ends up on cannons. Chaos really just love creating chaos in the expansion drafts. They're just like, yeah, there's we got so many good players, we can leave some of the best do- players in the world just on the list, on on the unprotected list. That's fine. And there's That's more fine. because their defense and long stick midfield is very interesting as well. They protected the boy Newman Nukes, Jared Newman, Pat Resch, and Jack Rowlett, leaving yeah. Dan Coates and Troy Ray unprotected. I think Troy slides through. I think Dan Coates ends up on cannons. That makes sense to me too. I, it's honestly a toss-up for me because, like, they're both incredible at what they do, and it's the cannons are going to have such a hard time looking at these unprotected rosters and picking three names from each list. That's and it's, it's going to be just so difficult. The goalie face-off list. Andy Towers protects both goalies. There's no way in hell he was letting Dylan Ward go for free. Oh no, that that's that's so hard. Like you can't let that guy go. But it you leaves Tommy Kelly and Austin Henningsen unprotected, so Chaos potentially lose their starting faceoff guy if he I ends think up going Kelly, on the cannons. I think Tommy Kelly is snapped up by the cannons. He's, I agree. He's just probably the he's the best faceoff man left unprotected, I think. So uh, so Chaos potentially in the market for uh T D Ireland? <laughs> oh, don't don't tease me like that, bro. Don't tease me like that. That'd be insane. Uh, there's a lot, and we'll get into even more with the face-off position. But let's go to Chrome. Uh, very easy, simple prediction here on the attack. Gutty, Jesse King, Jordan Wolf. Jesse King earned that spot the way he played last yes. year. It does Absolutely. leave our boy Matt Gaudet unprotected. It leaves Brandon Cavanaugh unprotected. It leaves Simon Mathias unprotected. At first, I thought Matt Gaudet might be going to Cannons. I don't think he will. Really? I don't think he will. I think, I think he survives and ends up back on Chrome. I think Cannons would pick him just because you want someone like Gaudet to help start a franchise. You Like, a, a solid goal scorer, but also, like, he's got the chippiness. He will piss the hell out of other players. He just seems so, like, like a Chrome guy. And the way that Sean Quirk, I feel like, operates, I don't think Gaudet's going to end up on the cannons, and I think he ends up back where he belongs with the Chrome. That makes sense, too. I, it's, it's really like a, it's a toss-up sometimes. To think. He is like, sometimes you think, oh, he's definitely gone. But, like, it, it's just, mm-hmm. it depends on the mood. Like, it, it depends on the mood. The midfield, very predictable. Ned Crotty, Will House, Jordan McIntosh, John Rannigan leaves Donnie Moss and Sam Duggan unprotected. I think both of those guys slide through and get back to Chrome. Yep. Just because I'm looking at the rest of this unprotected list, and I, they might just go straight defense. From were, were you surprised, because this was the first, like, huh moment that I had looking at the protected rosters? So the guys that the team's drafted in the college draft last year but ended up going MLL their rights are still with their PLL team so Tom Rigney who played for the Denver Outlaws last year 
is protected and on this Chrome roster. Huh. I completely missed that. Because we'll get to it with the Water Dogs as well. Michael Krause, his draft rights are with the Water Dogs. He went unprotected with the Dogs, but the defensive long stick midfield is the most interesting part of this Chrome list. Um, I mean, they, they must have saw something they really liked out of Rigney. Rigney's in the MLO. so good, man. Yeah, He's so, so good. Jesse Bernhardt, Mike Manley, Tom Rigney, Eli Salama, Joel White, uh, unprotected. Reese Eddy, unprotected. Though. I think he goes to the Cannons. I think James Barclay goes to the Cannons. Uh, yeah. Foster Huggins goes unprotected. John Madursky and Jacob Pulver. Yeah, I, I think. You you have to take Resetti out of he's yeah. he's a he's a dog best long stick midfielders in the league right now. Let's not forget too. Last year, Chrome had like twelve guys opt out of the season, and they still ran rampant on the league. It was so fun to watch. I think Chrome know exactly. I think all of these teams know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, they know what they need to do. And then and, Connor Farrell, John Galloway protected uh, in the goal yeah. That's season. easy. Like. Why? Why would you not protect the milkman? Let's uh, and let's talk about our woods. A lot to dive into here. So much to dive into. So the attack makes a lot of sense. The top four: Ryder Garnsey, Jules Henningberg, Matt Cavanaugh, Rob Pinnell. Leaves Clark Peterson unprotected. I think Clark has a chance to slide back, um, to the Redwoods. But I wouldn't be shocked if the Cannons end up taking him. He's a, he's a beast. And if he gets yeah. opportune playing time on the cannons, he can really show like how damn good he is. Um, I agree. But I would absolutely love if he slides back to the Redwoods because he fits this team mold super well. He's an off-ball attackman and plays really well with the guys around him. Um, but I wouldn't be Everybody, shocked. Yeah. Everybody on the, the Redwoods attack just gels well with each other. So The midfield, again, makes a lot of sense. Pat Harbison, Miles Jones, Sergio Perkovic. Kyle Harrison, but that leaves the most depth unprotected by the Redwoods here is Brent Adams, Tyler Dunn, Brendan Gleason, Nick Ocello, Joe Walters. Damn. Who uh, do you, this is why I think there's some midfield like switch ups here. Yeah. I would I think Brent I Adams would, goes. I think Brent I, Adams goes. It hurts me so much as it, a Woods It's guy. painful. It's so painful, but I think he goes. I think um, Joe Walters ends up on the cannons, which hurts me even more. They're going to want, just with uh, what they did with Paul Rabel, they're going to want another wily veteran on there to help mold this team and set a precedent. Which is why I'm hoping Brent slides back <laughs> to the woods. Um, but those are the two guys that stand out most to me that would end up getting taken, uh, which also helps because then Nick Ocello's back. Yeah, uh, let me just say, they should have protected themselves. Facts. Big like, facts. He's just the dude. He is the the funniest man on lacrosse Twitter, bar Ryder Garnsey. Yeah, easily. I'd, yeah, I'd say that they have the top two most elite Twitter accounts in the PLL. Uh, the defense in the LSM spots, Garrett Eppel protected, Eddie Glazner protected, John Sexton and Finn Sullivan, which leaves... Hugh Krantz, Larkin Kemp, and Chris Price. Would not be shocked if Larkin Kemp ends up on the Cannons. He didn't play yeah. in the bubble last year. 
Um, so it makes sense why he wasn't protected. But I'm hoping that these three defensemen come back because I do too. It, it just helps the depth with this team. And they fit well. Hugh Krantz and Larkin Kemp, I think, will be massive pieces to the defense this season, especially since Matt Landis is still military exempt. Um, yeah. But I, 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 this, I don't know if this is like a hot take here, but this is this is solely because uh, it's always it's always Garrett Apple hate around here. <laughs> uh, I think they should have protected uh, Larkin Camp or Hugh Prance above him. Hugh had a good season last year. He did. And what did what did Garrett Apple do except try to like kill uh, Matt Gaudet and? Yeah, I don't know. Just stupid over the head checks. That's the first thing you learn not to do as a defenseman. Don't do over the head checks. You're a pro. Get over it, man. Get and it together. Here's the interesting part where I think this is where Nat Saint Laurent is plotting and scheming. Goalie faceoff only protects Tim Troutner, so that leaves Jack Kelly, Greg Pasculjian, and Peyton Smith unprotected. He's going for a faceoff guy, one way or another. Nat is trying to get, we get TD Yearling. That's my guess. Is Nat is trying to maneuver and finagle a way to go get TD, because if he gets TD, this roster, top to bottom in every single spot, is locked and Deep. loaded. Yeah, they're just gonna be ready to go. And I mean, one of those two guys could end up on the Cannons. I wouldn't be shocked if it's Greg Piskulgin. Um because he took the majority of the uh, faceoffs last year, and then you get a good young duo. Well, either way, you get a good young duo if we do get your, uh, Yerlin. Yeah. But Peyton Smith, uh, him and uh, a duo of him and Yerlin, or Yerlin, uh, or Yerlin, I keep adding that D on there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, they would be insane together because they could just work off of each other. It, when you have two good face-off men, you don't lose. Yeah. You just don't lose because when one gets gassed, you put one in and you just roll with it. So I think the midfield is the biggest question mark with the Redwoods in terms of like who potentially gets picked up. But you can't protect anyone and everyone in a midfield right. that deep. That's just the, that's just the way the world works. Now let's go to the dogs. The water dogs have he easily the Jeep. most unreal. Like this is more like scientifically like trying to make things add up more than chaos. So the attack line they protect. Wes Berg, Christian Cuccinello, Kieran McCardle. Kieran obviously makes a ton of sense there. He yeah, was he was beast. balling out. Uh, the attack line. Leaves. The attack line that's unprotected. Ben Reeves, Michael Krause, which was also the aha moment I had was like, oh, okay, they get his draft rights, even though he played MLL last year, now that they've yeah. merged. Uh, and Ryan Drenner. Drenner and Reeves are gone. It's just like that. Drenner and Reeves are gone. You leave a Tawarton winner and Chef Boy RD open, and they are immediately snapped up. That's just Ryan easy. Drenner is about to play on his third team in three years. Make it Why make people, sense. Th- this man is one of the best natural goal-scoring attackmen in the PLL. Won a championship year twice. one. He's Mr. Clutch. And why? <laughs> why, dude? Your Drenner jersey is about to be a relic. Honestly, that makes it even cooler, though. Facts. It's just like, yeah, uh, second year, second team. This is a one and done type of thing. I'm, I'm rocking it to the bank. I hope Drenner ends up back. I don't see how he does, but you, you don't, you don't skip Drenner. 
it's when you wild. have someone like him. But again, water dogs have that kind of attack where it's like, who do you leave out? How do you make that decision? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, the midfield protected Ryan Conrad, Zach Courier, Steve DiNapoli, Connor Kelly, Ben McIntosh, Drew Snyder. Mm-hmm. Unprotected, the boy Dan Ipe, the flow god Kyle McClancy, and Christian Scarpello. I think Kyle McClancy's as good as gone. You see, yeah. My, my, so I said Reeves and Drenner were gone. That leaves one open spot. And I'm having such a hard time deciding whether Ipe, McClancy, or someone we'll get to later, uh, Brody Merrill, is gone. Brody's 1,000% gone to the Cannons. Yeah. Which will put Brody Merrill on his third team in three years. <laughs> yeah. For, and for a legend, that's like, wow, really? Yeah. So but, the defense in LSM, this one's interesting too because I know Nat St. Laurent is like kicking himself. Uh, BJ Grill, Rylan Reese, and Chris Sabia protected, unprotected. Pat Foley, Brian Carolunas, who Nat St. Laurent absolutely loves and lost. In he the, must be ba- like bashing his head against the is, wall right now. Like, jump. Nat, Nat is literally the Harry Potter puppet pal scene where Harry is banging his head against the wall and angst, 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 <laughs> angst. That is Nat oh, right I now. Even thought, I haven't thought about that in years. Seeing Brian Carolunas unprotected. Uh, and Brody Merrill. I think Brody is as good as gone and going to the cannons, which means, <clears throat> you know, Kyle McClancy might skip through because there are mm-hmm. so many other midfield options. And then you take. Reeves and Drenner for your attack. Um, yeah. and you, again, I also wouldn't be shocked if Michael Krause gets taken as like a young piece to add to this team too. A guy who hasn't played in the PLL yet, doesn't have chemistry really with anybody. Um, could he, make a lot of sense. He's an MLL guy. Like you're, you're coming over from the MLL. Why not take as many MLL guys as you can to really get them reacclimated to this new league? Could make a lot of sense. Uh, and, and then again, Brody Merrill, for the same reason as Joey Walters, that vet you need, and which, Brody's like the the leader of leaders. Which He's this like, is nothing against those guys, but if you start accumulating a lot of older players, that's the thing. That's something you might want to avoid as well, so you don't end up in the same boat that Atlas has been in in the last two years. Atlas is like the nightmare to warn or like that horror story like German people used to tell their kids back in the day like oh don't do this or you'll get eaten by a witch yes. like don't don't draft enough older players or you will be stuck in the bottom Brody Merrill and Joe Walters are the type of players that you put on your team when you know you are like ready to go all in mm-hmm. yeah, I don't absolutely. know if the cannons are there yet because they only have one player on their roster and it's Paul Rabel Bolt. <laughs> so funny to me. It's like, yeah, we, we got a one-man roster. It's Paul Rabel. No, no biggie. It's just Paul Rabel. Goalie and face-off list. Matt DeLuca, the pride of Delaware, and Jake Withers protected. Makes a ton of sense. Uh, yeah. Charlie Cipriano, Drew Simino unprotected. Shout out Drew Simino. Uh, follows know, the show. Not, this is the one that's thing, interesting though. from the face-off position. Very similar to Archers where they use both guys. I think it's interesting for the goalie position too, because Cipriano is a very good goalkeeper and maybe you take him as your third pick just so you have a PLL ready goalkeeper. 
Yeah, I mean, he's a big Andy Copeland guy. Um, so I'm sure Andy's like hoping please. he doesn't get taken. Andy's sitting there like, please let him stay. I don't want to be like Nat with uh, Carol Lunas. Yeah. I really don't want to be like that. And then Noah Richard is on the military exempt list, so yeah. he is unfazed by it. But a lot of tough decisions there for the wa- I think the Water Dogs and Chaos have had the toughest decisions so far. But the Absolutely. team that's coming off multiple retirements, that's coming off two championships, had the easiest, had the easiest protected list of all time. The Whip Snakes protected Jay Carlson, Brad Smith, Matt Rambo, Zed Williams, Dylan Maltz, <laughs> see you later, uh, unprotected, midfield, Jake Bernhardt, Channy, TJ Comizio, John House. I think the only tough decision here was Max Tuttle, and he's totally yeah, and ending he's, up on cannons because he's a dog. Because he's like the one guy you would pick from the five people there. Like, <laughs> uh, five people on your unprotected list coming off a championship. Are you kidding me? You're coming back with basically the same team with more pieces. Yeah, and you've like, got Matt Dunn, Mike Earhart. Tim Muller, Bryce Young protected. Sean New, who was their draft pick last year, goes unprotected. I think he sneaks back onto the roster. And then Burn Lord Nardella protected. And Jacob Stover goes unprotected. Uh, easiest list of all time <laughs> for yeah, Stags. Like, uh, Stags is just sitting there like, uh, I'm just going to highlight the starting roster and then send that to the PLL. And that's my protected roster. Oh, my God. I think one of the interesting things picks that cannons could go with he hasn't played because he's been injured jack kelly at the goalie spot he's a beast he could end up on that cannons oh, roster as goalie there. yeah make a lot of sense obviously that's right under the radar and let's be honest he's not getting time at redwoods with the way timmy trout is playing and that's something where nat could be like hey scotty rogers you want to come on board and try to win a championship like be a backup. exactly uh is Scotty's that uh, veteran goalkeeper to come in to perfectly complement the young gun Tim Trout? I would love it. I would love Scotty on the Redwoods. Um, if, they, if they drop a Scotty uh, jersey for the Redwoods, they probably won't, but like that's an auto cop. But I think Jack Kelly's a sneaky pick that the Cannons could go with to be one of their goalies and take a flyer on, and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Uh, but if you go Gittleman and Jack Kelly is your goalie tandem, that's and a, then and then you draft tandem right there, and then you draft a goalie, it's a really strong tandem. And then you go into training camp with, let's say, let's say the Cannons draft Drake Porter, the homie. <laughs> you go into you go into training camp in a similar situation with the Redwoods, where they had Jack Kelly, Gunnar Walt, they drafted Tim Troutner, Tim won the job. Drake Porter goes into camp with those two veterans and tries to beat them out. It, it yeah. makes a lot of sense. Even if Drake doesn't beat them out, which he has a good shot of doing that because he's just a stud. Uh, but even if he doesn't, he still has like a couple years under these two vets who can show him the ropes, show him how it's done in the PLL, and then once they move on, it's like, all right, or, I'm ready. Let's or even this. if it's like a water dog situation where like, Say Gittleman makes the the team as the starter, but then you draft Drake, and then it's like Cipriano and Matt DeLuca. Yeah, you you work your way, you get some shots. You not saying like, Gittleman's like old or washed, like he would be a oh stud. No, 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 
or this, this or the like, cannons adopt what the archers do. Gittleman plays a half. Drake Porter plays a half. That would be so smart because Gittleman could keep the same kind of training regiment he's been having for the archers, not alter it at all, and just be be in game shape from the get go. Who do you think? Because he's obviously not going for free, but I don't see how Dylan Ward sits on the bench again this year. Who do you think trades uh, for Dylan Ward? Uh, that's a good question. I can see Water Dogs doing it. Even though they have DeLuca? Even though they have DeLuca, just because... I don't know. It's just Dylan Ward. Like, he's that name. You know, like that, that big NLL name, one of the best goalie, one of the best goalies in the NLL, one of the best goalies in the world. Not saying Galloway's bad, but I could see Chrome totally pouncing. How old is John Galloway too? That's he's a bit a older. Because I know he's been a while, around for a while. Uh, um, Where it is this is hard to find. Uh, John Galloway. Let's see here. He is. When did he graduate Syracuse? That's what I'm pulling up. Uh, it looks like 2011. 2011. So he's 22 and 2011. He's about to be 32. Uh, so, yeah. He's around the end of his prime. Uh, still a great goalkeeper, and why not take a, a young young gun like Dylan Ward, uh, train him up with Galloway, maybe share shifts, and then. Yeah, I mean, Dylan once... Ward's twenty nine, so he's not like, and he turns thirty in March. Oh yeah. Okay, I didn't realize that. Um, I mean. It makes a ton of sense for Chrome to do. Like, Chrome was so good last year. And it's not that Galloway was bad, but, like, if you can improve upon anywhere on your roster, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the whole Dylan Ward situation. The, the big travesty about that would be uh, that we wouldn't see as many sweatpant goalkeepers on the field anymore, which I think is... It's, either, goalie, it's either Chrome or Cannons trade for Dylan Ward. Yeah, but, like, as a goalie myself, I got to say... Sweatpants is to look for other goals. <laughs> <laughs> Sneezed on the tree. Allergy, allergy, allergy season, bro. It's it's a struggle. He sneezed on the tree. I I just Dylan Ward's too good of a player to be sitting on the bench. And like, yeah, Blaze is one of the best goalies on the planet, if not the best. No, I think he's the best. So like, yes, it's awesome to have a, a certified monster as a backup in Dylan Ward. But but he's Dylan too Ward's good to be not sitting be there playing. like. If, I, if I'm Dylan Ward, I'm like, damn, I came to the PLL just to sit on the bench. And I understand it, but I still want to play. Yeah, he's too and good to I'm, not be playing. Yeah. So I, it's either Chrome or Cannons that end up, I think, making a move for him because he's a guy that puts you over the top. Yeah. Um, Honestly, that could be the piece to uh, put Chrome in a position to make, make a, a run. Yeah. What's your biggest surprise from the unprotected lists? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, Nick Asello, definitely. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, um, Brett Adams is up there for me. 
Uh, Gleason and Peterson too. Those are like two big ones. We can we can from... do like one or two from each team. I think yeah. I think let's do that. Uh, Michael Simon and I think Michael Simon's the one from Archers. Um, mostly because like uh, their attack was like self-explanatory, so I'm not yeah, going to put it, Josh it, Courier yeah. there. But now you see why Josh Courier is probably going to sneak back to the Archers. Yeah. Uh, I think my biggest shock from uh, Archers is Ray Pine. Yeah, and Jack. Jackson Place. Just because those are two defensive pieces that like are sure to go. And they were they could have been anchors for the future of Archers. So that, that's a surprise to me. Atlas, it's obviously Connor Pusick. Yeah, that's like that's and Hunter Stein for me. Yeah, like those those are the two. Uh, Chaos, <laughs> Miles Thompson, Tyson Bell, Deemer Class, Troy it, Ray. It's literally like cover your eyes and throw a dart at a dartboard, and anyone you hit there is like, damn, they they didn't protect him. I'd say the top three like, from Chaos are Miles Thompson, Deemer Class, Troy Ray. I agree. Uh, Loki Tyson like Tyson, Tyson Bell, is Loki cl- like right force. there close four. Yeah. Um, Chrome, I'd say it's Matt Gaudette, Reese, Eddie. Yep, Jack, uh, Jake Paul for two. Loki. Yeah. Um, pa, 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 pa. We, we we talked about the Redwoods like Redwoods. There's just it's Brent, Joe Walters, like, and again, close your eyes and take a throw at a dartboard. And, and then I think any of those names. I think the biggest surprise is like they're just going in no faceoff guys. Yeah. Not that it's a surprise, but, but it's, it's a ballsy ass move. Yeah, which is what Nat Saint Laurent is known for. Yeah, water get, dogs. Get yourself a coach who really like balls to the wall, is ready in. to do it. Balls to the wall. Uh, water dogs, Drenner, Ben Reeves, Brody Merrill. Yep. Simino too, to be honest, because they had a good thing going with uh, Simino and Farrell last year. And oh, yeah. Max Tuttle from Whipsnakes. <laughs> Oh, wait, wait, yeah. Simino and, uh, wait, I completely just missed, missed the teams up to right there. My bad. Uh, Jake Withers and uh, Simino had yeah. a good thing going on last year. Brain fart. Yeah, uh, it happens. And then Max Tuttle from Whip Stinks. Because that, that, that's like. He's yeah. the best unprotected player on that roster. <laughs> five. Five. And Max five. Tuttle could still find his way back on to the Whip Stinks. Depending on how Sean Quirk wants to attack things. And best believe exactly. best believe next week we'll be getting Sean Quirk back on the show to break down what he does in this this draft. I can I can see Sean New going to from uh Whip Snakes just because like he's a young kid. Why not try and like work him out, uh see if he works for the cannons and then run with him. Yeah. It, it makes a ton of sense. It's going to be an absolute wild ride, and that's why we love the, – it's it's a hashtag this league. Um, exactly. And, it's We're always on that hashtag this league stuff with the, the PLL. I'll, like, wake up and look at my phone and see, oh, what just happened in the league? All right. And this league is headed to Peacock, which makes a ton of sense because NBC yep. Sports is folding by the end of the year. Uh, which means everything's going to transition to Peacock. Everybody was up in arms about having to pay $4.99 uh, a month for Peacock. I mean, it's really not horrendous. Um, I mean, and if you have a month. If you have so. cable, like if you have Xfinity or Verizon, I'm pretty sure you get a free premiere package with your cable plan. So 
Yeah. Loopholes, like baby, loopholes. Exactly. I like this a lot for the PLO. Uh, it's it's a, everything's moving towards streaming, so this is a good way to take the league. And I mean, it's the one, it's the only way they really could take the league. To we be keep talking about John Krasinski on streamer season, which you guys should be checking out every week on our uh, TV and movie streaming service yes, sir. podcast. Yes, to wrap up uh, uh, WandaVision. John Krasinski uh, could be on WandaVision. He's totally going to end up on a PLL broadcast this year. Because the oh. lacrosse scene in the office, being on Peacock. Oh my God! I didn't even think about that. <laughs> what are what are we setting the the over under odds at John Krasinski making an appearance on a PLL broadcast this season? Did John Krasinski play lacrosse for one day? I don't know how this is a Google search, but I feel like you've been spying on me since I was young. But I definitely suited up, got a stick, got hit once, and was like, "Thanks for playing, everybody," and I retired. I'd say. Over under one, just because like it'd be crazy to get him on and like wow. It's totally but at the same happening. time. I could see like two or three just because of all the stuff they did with Belichick and Drew Brees and all that fun it's stuff. It's totally gonna happen. So expect John. I'm calling it now. And he's from Boston. That's a big lacrosse area. John Krasinski's gonna end up on a broadcast one way or another. Um, and one final thing, we gotta pour one out. The New England Black Wolves Twitter account is no more. I would pour some stateside vodka, but, like, that's way too good. Yeah, it's way too valuable. Promo code USP in the uh, one-liter vodka bottles, though. Um, Next next beer I drink, you know, I'm just going to – just a little bit for the homies. Also, shout-out Austin Owens from Lacrosse Flash. uh, Made some fire Albany Attack mock-up jerseys. I I was unexcited for the Albany Attack name, and then I saw those jerseys on a mock Continued with like the wolf theme, that was fire. Also, and like shout did out the, to the that homies. one with the uh, black wolves colors too. Yeah, so shout out to the homies nice. at Lacrosse Flash. Uh, happy belated oh. birthday to our boy Pat Gregoire. Um, yes, sir. But yeah, a ton of shout crazy the, stuff. Uh, shout out to shout out to the Atlas for being in rebuild mode. Uh, shout out to Atlas fans for all the crap you're about to go through, but at the same time, it's going to be a bright future. Trust the process. Um, and we'll be back next week breaking down this this draft, whatever goes on. We're going to try to get Coach Quirk back on the show to break it all down, kind of like we did last year with Coach Copeland. Uh, we'll get, we're going to have more coach appearances, player appearances, all that good stuff. Uh, and that's why you guys should uh, be following us on Twitter and Instagram to stay up to date with everything we do at OTBLaxPod. And uh, you can follow Harrison on Twitter at HarryGK83. Follow Dom on Twitter at Wash Lifestyle. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. And make sure you guys check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com. Uh, I'm going to have a fun kind of like Sixers crossover Atlas blog coming this week. Uh, so oh, stay and, tuned uh, for that. Whole just bunch just of stuff. a quick thing, too. Uh, I want to talk about the blog that I'm, I'm about to start writing, too, for uh, USP. Just a chat, real quick thing at the end. Uh, I've started training for uh, the Little 500, which is a bike race, biggest, best college weekend in the world. And I, I want people in Philadelphia and like the cross, lacrosse world to know about this race because it's incredible. So keep an eye out. Harry Armstrong, uh, no doping. All no doping, clean. no. No HGH in my system. Uh, yeah. Uh, so definitely- we don't even wear yellow. <laughs> Definitely check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com. 
And subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Let us know how you feel about this Atlas rebuild. If you think that they're not going through a rebuild, put it in your Apple Podcast review. We'll we'll banter with it, but leave a five stars. Five stars only. Let us know how you feel about the Rabel trade, Ryan Brown, the unprotected, protected rosters, everything in between. Five stars only because we have standards. We know you do too. Harrison, right now as we sit here and record this, uh, this episode, we are – Sitting still at, you know, the, the number of five-star ratings and reviews we've been at for a hot minute. We're at 120 overall five, uh, ratings and reviews, but 112 of those are five stars. And, you know, buffoons, buffoons never win. So let's get us back to four. Instead of four and a half out of five stars, let's get us back to five out of five stars. And and let's keep it moving. Let's Let's aim for next week to get 10 more five-star ratings and reviews. Let's make it happen. There's 10 of you, I'm sure, out there with iPhones that haven't left a review. It really helps the show. It helps us get these sponsors on board with us. It helps us grow the brand. And, and it you helps know Dom's going to have to read them out, too. Yeah. And, you know, Dom's going to have to read it out once we get to 100 overall uh, five-star reviews. We're at 59 right now. Let's make it happen. Let's get 10 more before next week's episode. We want to hear from you guys. If you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we will read it on the show. Like, yes, we'll sir. answer your questions. You automatically, boom, top of the line right there. Apple Podcasts, five-star reviews only because we have standards. We know you do, too. You can check us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, the TuneIn app, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. And like I said, we'll be back next week talking all things that go down with the uh, with the entry draft, you know, what this, uh, this Cannons team is going to look like, and hopefully we'll get Coach Quirk back on the show to pick his brain about his decision making and what goes on from, you know, this this point on for the cannons. But again, thank you to our sponsors that make this show possible. Tomahawk Shades, Manscaped, and Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. Same promo code for all the websites. Tomahawk Shades, you get 25% off at checkout with promo code USP. Manscaped.com, promo code USP. You get 20% off free shipping. And a thank you from your balls. And it's also free international shipping. So our Canadian listeners take advantage of, of our discount. Help us out. Manscaped, they, they got back to us this week. They're very pleased with how uh, you guys have been using the code and everything. Let's let's take it to another level this month. So they sign back on board with us until the end of time. And uh, yes, we really love what Manscaped's doing with us. So use that code. Help us out uh, big time. It really goes a long way. And uh let your balls thank you. And of course, stateside urban craft vodka, the one liter vodka bottles, you get 10% off with our code USP at statesidevodka.com. Must be 21 or older to order and please drink responsibly. This has been episode number 157 of the Outside the Box podcast, right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Atlas fans, trust the process. For Harrison, I'm KB. We are signing off. T. T. P. Yeah.